Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. This week is our penultimate episode with Rob Stith from the Orpheus Protocol podcast. It's been such a pleasure to have him along for the ride, and we're really excited to see how we close out this arc with him next week. Following that, we'll be joined for an episode by Spencer Amrine, who you might remember from our Flavortown episodes, as well as our Halloween Special Dread episode, where he played Spanky. So you can look forward to that after Rob's tenure. In addition to that, I wanted to give a shout-out to Fish for their new pledge on Patreon. Thank you very much. They also recently did some absolutely fantastic fan art of Seven Symphonious Chords that just blew me away. I was so happy to see it. So thank you for the fan art, and thank you for the pledge on Patreon. If anyone else is interested in our Patreon, be aware that in addition to a quartet of short stories written by Josette about Goldie, we have a new short story coming up written by John, taking place right before the start of the final episode of Bellow of the Bull. All that being said, let's get into this. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Ashen Mask and Alceus approached the den of seven symphonious chords prepared to parley with the Crime Lord, in hopes for a stronger Jiao Wei. Meanwhile, Golden Might of the Dawn, Rizzo, and Cascade of Joy's Rhapsodies enjoyed a luxurious day off, visiting old friends and making some new ones. What would Seven Symphonious Chords demand in this parley? Could Ashen Mask and Alceus give what he asked for? And what kind of crazy hijinks would the rest of the circle get up to? With this revelation of what Seven Symphonious Chords knows, Alcius leans in to Ashen Mask and whispers, We need to just go and talk to him. I mean, right now, things are not getting better. Ashen Mask leans over, nods his head a little bit. It's not ideal, but, um... It's going to be less ideal by the minute, I think. Yeah. Well, especially for you. The longer we wait, the harder it's going to be. Let's just give it a try. All right. We cut with Ashen Mask and Alceus as you power walk your way through the guts of the Smiling Eyes District towards Seven Symphonies Chords Manor. Now, I'm not particularly well-versed in manipulating people. You've seen how awful I am at lying. You can leave that to me. But really, aside from just trying to get him to agree to help me with what I need, which I may not need if I can leave the idol, but it's best to be safe, I suppose. I just want to know what he really wants. Because the lovers, clearly, they don't really have a grasp on what he really is trying to do. Their conception of him was unrealistic. The way I see it, Seven Symphonies Chords and the Realm are the only two actual powers in this city. The lovers are... they have no plan to avoid being toppled sometime sooner rather than later i'd imagine yes i've known enough crime lords in my time to know that i wouldn't necessarily say the worst thing for the city would be cords but then i definitely think he might not be the best either so if he can give something up during this meeting anything to let us know what he plans that's all i'm going for it's fair enough <sighs> With the lovers, with their position of no real power, it seems to me that all that we can hope for is that he's not as bad as the realm. The city's not in a good place. No. (sighs) 
Well, I suppose it's time for me to put my face on then. And Ashen Mask ducks out of sight and as he returns will look to be the absolute spitting image of Forlorn Aria. Gods and, and tiny fishes. Now that's that's a trick. Yeah, I got uh, 12 successes on that, so <laughs> he is incapable of being determined to be not Forlorn Aria. Perfect. Well, this is what I do. I'm impressed, truly. All right, time to go suck up to a crime lord. And we cut again to the sunken throne upon which Seven Symphonious Chords rules his criminal empire in the Smiling Eyes District, where when you last saw him, he was wearing elegant casual clothing. He is now covered in equally elegant but intimidating armored plating. His hair still hangs in loose ribbony strands across his face and shoulders, and as the two of you enter, he stands immediately the solid black disc erupting on his forehead as a trickle of blood pours down his nose and cheeks. Alceus, I did not expect that you'd be back so soon. I've heard nothing of what happened with Ragara Samir, and yet you've brought me a quite unexpected guest. So, he has activated right off the bat Majestic Radiant Presence, which means that if you want to speak out against him or attack him, you're going to need to make a payment of willpower. Now, is that right now or when I made that choice? When such a time should come. Okay. As Forlornaria, I will look terrified and shooting nervous glances at Alceus, seeming not quite as if I am a prisoner, but that I have been coerced to be here. You never answered any of my letters. I I apologize. I should have been more... I, sh- I should have treated you with more respect. Now, Alceus, what brings you here with her? Well, I may not be a particularly wise person in all matters, but I have some experience in the ways that societies move and... Jawe strikes me as a place that is beset by a number of large problems. I thought that before making any final decisions about the Ragaras, it might be beneficial to both the lovers and to you, Cords, to see how much your objectives for the city could possibly be brought into line with one another. There seems to be an air of animosity between you that does not serve the people of this city. I was able to convince Arya to accompany me and hear you out. We are interested in what it is exactly that you want for yourself, for Jawe, and for its people. So was that an attempt at a read intentions? Mm, you know better than me. Maybe. Do you want... I'm asking if you you want to read one of his intimacies. I, I mean, I, like would, I, would love, I would love to know, so if that's how you know, then yeah. All right, go ahead and make a perception plus socialize roll against difficulty nine. I will spend eight motes from personal, and I'm going to throw willpower on this because this is not my forte. I got ten successes. Eleven successes, actually, with the willpower. Seven Symphonious Chords smiles a bit as he stands and begins to slowly walk his way in your direction. I have a lot of plans for the city. Clearly, I have intentions. I think it's interesting that you think a face-to-face conversation would work where requests for other formal audience have failed, but Jiao Wei is like a block of wood waiting to be carved into a beautiful statue. 
or a block of stone yet to be hewn. Chao Wei is a wellspring of potential. And time after time, election after election, the lovers squander that. He has a major tie to the city of Jiao Wei with the context of hope. And I think that perhaps in her newfound appreciation for the respect that one of your stature ought to be shown, it is possible that Forlorn Arya and you might be able to see some common ground as to how to bring about that potential, what the end result of the furtherance of that potential might be. Hmm, perhaps. Forlorn Arya, will your mouth find purchase where your brush could not? And he's going to spend a moat and a willpower to activate mind-wiping gaze to prevent you from enacting influence. What's your resolve score? Uh, base resolve is four. Cool. And he's going to go ahead and use another charm here to give him one Narn charm success and one Narn charm bonus die because he is burning that cast mark. That is six successes. You have forgotten your purpose in coming here. You cannot, for whatever reason, recall why you are having this meeting as you are looking into his eyes and watching the blood trickle down his face. There is only this deep, uneasy sense of disquiet. If you are reminded of why you're here, you might spend a willpower to then be able to pursue that again. But for now, you're drawing a blank. All right. Alcius will look to Seven Symphonious Chords and say, I had thought that it might be possible, without all of the bureaucracy in between the two of you, for you to speak more openly and honestly about your mutual and differing goals for the city. Hence, her presence rather than her brush. With due respect, Alcius, I asked the question to the lover. My apologies. That was the reminder. (laughs) Yeah, with Alcius mentioning why we are here... As a reminder, Asher Mask is momentarily like a deer in headlights, just sort of staring at cords and then seems to shake their head and break eye contact and uh, look down at the floor, spending a willpower in order to break the hold that he has over him. Uh, yes, Alcius, of course. Um, you're right. And cords, you're. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm having some. It's okay. It's fine. I just thought that maybe we could deal with things better this way. Would you care to tell me then why you broke the oath? I didn't make the oath. Godwin did. That wasn't that wasn't for me. It was brokered without my consent. I rebutted the forces of the realm when they're at your doorstep, did I not? Yes. I made good, while you let them make their pathetic public works in their little schools to indoctrinate the children that I've been working so hard to protect. Did you not? It seemed like that would be beneficial to the city, to have them help. Yet, you benefited from my labor and my efforts. You benefited from an agreement made to me, and you have not done right by that. It was an agreement made through Godwin, certainly, but with those who would be the lovers. I knew you were a pirate, but I did not think you a scoundrel. And Ashen Mask will lift his gaze back up towards cords from the floor. Well, then what would you have me do then? And I'll go ahead and do a read intentions on him. All right. What are you trying to suss out here? Uh, I'm trying to see if he were to get 
power if he would be essentially more likely to just like kill off the realm people and do all that or if he's actually going to try and take care of everyone in the city because i don't want him to like genocide everyone <laughs> or turn this place into a miserable slave factory or whatever oh yeah yeah you know cool. that returns it into a like shadow land yep i'll go ahead and use motive discerning technique as well on that Good, good, good. That'll be nine that you're still trying to break. And I have my socialize specialty in what you need. So he's good at finding out what people want. All right, so that's 13 successes then. Do you know how it was that I came to possess my current, how should I say this, spack? And Ashen Mask will make a show of absentmindedly rubbing their forehead. Uh... No, I don't think I've heard that. I used to be an errand boy. I was making a delivery here, trying to make my life in the same way that anyone else would. I'd come back to town on a delivery, doing a run for my master, my teacher, dropping off something at the wood spider's den. On my way there, I heard some calls from an alleyway, and wouldn't you know, they wanted what I had in my pack. Didn't ask, made no consideration for it. They stabbed me dead, and next thing I knew, something had called out to me, and I was possessed of the ability, as grim as it might be, to ensure that the city of Jiao Wei never gives rise to anything like me again. The only way to do that is to take it into my own hands and make something better of it. I do not care for my position here as a criminal overlord. I care deeply for the people of the Smiling Eyes District, for the people of Jiawei. I believe that if we take the adequate steps, that we can build a better, more flourishing society. One not only that ensures that no more poor errand boys are murdered in the streets, but one that ensures that the neglected dead have their needs taken care of as well. So he has a defining intimacy of I will ensure Zhao Wei makes no more like me and a major intimacy ghosts can help make Zhao Wei vibrant. Also, I'm giving you a few because you did very well and because this touches on a few relevant intimacies. We can only achieve greatness when we turn toward each other. All right. Still playing the part, though, Ashen Mask will seem to get slightly indignant. Then you would overthrow those that were elected. You would take us out of power then. You weren't elected. You were gifted this by that piece of shit you used to date. Yeah, he is a real piece of shit. Glad we can all agree on that one. (laughs) Yes, I'd never even met him, and I'm fairly certain. This wasn't a legitimate election, and Shu and Kasagar have caused more suffering than perhaps it is their right. Certainly their heart is in the right place, but they don't understand the way people work. Just because two people like each other or love each other does not mean that they are fit to lead. To lead is to make difficult decisions. To lead is to be what the people cannot be. To lead is to be what the people must not be. Then what would you have of me? If you would acquiesce to my various demands that I have sent you, that would be a good place to start. Otherwise, do your best to at least stay out of my way. It's a matter of time before your charade comes crumbling down. It would be beneficial to you if you were at least in my good graces when that happened. And he is going to try to bolster an intimacy he presumes (laughs) Arya to have of fear toward him. Nice. I fucking don't. So that is nine successes. However, I don't believe that you have an intimacy of fear towards seven symphonious chords. I do not. However, regardless of 
how that went. Ashen Mask was going to nod and look nervously around again and finally meet his eyes. Um, of course, it's it's always good to have friends. And then dart their eyes back down to the floor. Cords, if you would forgive my impertinence, I assume with your capabilities that you have already determined who I am, or at least some inkling of where I come from. Am I right to assume this? It would be a lie to tell you that I was unaware of what transpired last night, if that's what you're asking. I do have one more question that I ask merely out of concern for these same people of Jaweh that you hold so dear. In this ideal future that you envision, where Jaweh has reached its potential, and you have taken its people under your protection, do those people have a voice in how they would be governed. Look around you and emotions to the chorus of voices that echo through this throne room anytime one enters. During the day, people, at night, phantoms. I hold them as my counsel. It is their struggles and their pain that motivates me to do what I must. I have no interest in denying the needs or the wants of the people in the same way that Shu and Kasuga do, in the way that the realm does, in the way that your cowardice facilitates. I understand that many people are lacking in the completeness of faculty to understand the entirety of their situation. That does not mean, however, that their struggles are beyond consideration. I am not a crime lord. I seek not to be truly the ruler of Jiaowei. I will forever be but a simple errand boy. Uh, I'll go ahead and read the intentions on that again. All right, go ahead and roll it. What are you trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out if he is, especially given that he said he's still an errand boy, if he is doing this for someone else. Like, if he is going to, if he's not taking power, if he's giving it to someone else. Good. Ten successes. He has a major intimacy of never again shall I be someone's thrall. All right. So. I guarantee you that I care about this city. Would you like to know how much it is that I care for this city? If I thought it appropriate, I could have seized power directly from you, or from your woefully incompetent parents, a long, long time ago. But that would have been more violent than it needed to be. You saw what happened last time I got too violent. The way that echoed through the fabric of Jaowei itself. There are people who I know, and this may be surprising to you, who are much, much more powerful than I am. And who would, if they were aware of my presence here, gladly cast Jaowei not into the underworld, but into the more of nothingness itself, in order to get at me. I've done everything in my power since I sacrificed the last shred of anonymity I had to protect this city. To make sure that none of its citizens came to harm for that, and that none will in the future. Though I can speak only for myself, that sacrifice is not unappreciated. Does this conclude our conversation? Are you convicted as to whether or not you need to acquiesce to my demands in order to establish yourself some new identity? I believe that the unfortunate situation with representatives of the realm causing... An unpleasant smell in the city can be dealt with quite swiftly. In addition, I think that after this meeting, you'll find that the disposition of the lovers toward your cause, towards the protection of this city, may improve. Is that amenable? It is. 
one thing before you go. And he turns to Ashen Mask. And he spends ten motes and one willpower to activate Hypnotic Tongue Technique. He is also going to use Crowned King of Eternity for a full excellency. Ooh, baby! And so that's twenty dice against your resolve. Yeah, that was actually, um... Just very bad. That was six successes. All right. My integrity remained four. So he is going to issue a two-word command as he whispers in your ear. If you disagree with this, you can spend three willpower to resist it. All right. After this meeting, when you arrive back at the Conclave of Amas, you are going to pin a missive. It is going to be to the realm, and it is going to, directly as possible, sever all ties that you have to their remaining infrastructure in the city. And he lets go of your shoulder and stands up. I believe with that, we are resolved here? Yeah, yes. Thank you. All right, gonna spend that willpower now. Nah. And we cut away. Back at Quinn's, Elsius and Ashen Mask have just excused themselves in quite a hurry. I wish they wouldn't have farted before they left. It doesn't smell great. No. I really think they should have taken me with them. I mean, we can do fun stuff here, you know? You never let me do your makeup. Because I think it's going to affect my powers, okay? It affects my powers. When I put on my makeup, it is my battle armor, and I'm so much better and stronger for it. (sighs) What about you, Cass? Huh? How'd you win Talia over? What? Hmm? What? Huh? What? Oh, what's that over there? And Goldie just points to a random spot of the room. Cass does not break her gaze. Goldie continues to stare at the thing. Uh, you know what? Isn't uh, Kidu supposed to be back by now? Oh, yeah. We should go. Yeah. I'm sure my family would love to meet everyone who's here and available. And I don't know. Maybe we could have some home-cooked food. Would be nice. I think Cass is way too busy, having come down from you, Sean, and all. Cass, you're more than welcome to come. Well, I was hoping that I would be able to assist in the sorceress apparatus you were working with, uh, as I did last time you developed this. And if you're not here, then I can't really assist with that, so... I mean, I still need to get some things from my house that would maybe enhance some of the things. Could ask my mom or my dad for some help. You know what? I think I actually need to take Mercy for a walk. It's been a while, so you guys should no, go see No, please Kidu. come! My family would love to meet you! I can tell that I'm making things awkward. You're not making things awkward. You are perfect. Yes, so perfect that we should all come to my house, eat some food, chat, have some good talks, good vibes, share stories. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think I've got a cold. <laughs> you know as you well as cold. anyone exactly. I could so get a cold. It's so chilly in Jaway. It's it I think you're just trying to lie to me. I wouldn't ever lie to you, Rizzo. You're the best. You just lied and said you're getting sick. You are I... not very good at lying. Yeah. We just went over that literally two minutes ago about the whole go outside at night and repair the streets thing. Go to my house. You're going to come with me to my house. And you and Rizzo points at Cass are also going to come with me to my house. It's only because I love you. Can I at least take a minute to put my face on? Yes. Okay. And Goldie is going to sit on down and use Awakened Caramel Demiurge uh, to make herself a six out of five again. We cut to the outskirts of Jaway, down in a glen off the banks of the Tepu River, where Rizzo's family lives. There is a rush of people 
coming out to greet you. Your grandma, your mom, your dad, your cousin, and Kidu, still wearing northern garb, appears to have arrived as well. Rezo, how did you beat me back here? I I ran without rest for days. Oh, I mean, we've actually been here for a while. You told me you weren't coming back. I know, but something came up. But aren't you happy to see me? I'm super happy. We're all here. Yeah. Was it a surprise? I wish I would have seen the look on mom's face when you came home. I bet she almost pooped her pants. Hi, Kido. It's good to see you. And we have Cass here. Hi, my name is Cass. It's nice to meet all of you. I've heard a lot about you. Hi. This is my brother, Kido. Yeah, and the rest of our family, too. Yeah. Mom, 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 mom. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Uh, hey, Rizzo, hi. This is my friend Cass and my friend Gold and Might of the Dawn. We call her Goldie for short. Hi, you two. And this is my dad. Hey, guys. It's real good to have you here. This is my cousin. Hi. And my grandma. She doesn't talk because I act. Well, we know why. <laughs> and then this is, uh, this is, uh, that's it. That's my family. Uh, you, uh, forgot about, uh, me, uh, no, back I here. No, uh, I didn't. This is our family frog. His name is, uh, Shermy. Yep, it's just me, uh, Shermy. He's really kind of If there's any a... other, uh, talking animals, I sure would like to know, uh. No, it's <laughs> just you. Honestly, he's kind of a bit of a downer. Well, Something... I've just been, uh, getting lonely, uh, waiting for, uh, Qui-Gon there to learn how to talk. I was in the fourth grade, and... I was practicing things, and there happened to be a frog nearby. Subsequently, I made him talk. Couldn't ever do it again, but it's a bit of a ASS, if you know what I mean. Her grandma holds up a sign that says, Existence, comma, sometimes, comma, is truly a curse. <laughs> I really imagine Shermie being like the Jerry of the group who is just nothing but a ball of light, but everybody hates him. Uh, the family has been burdened by keeping him alive because he can complain. And so he's, he's lived so much longer than mm-hmm. any frog has the right I to. I don't be- think I can die. <laughs> right. So he, he really just has been able to just like, hey, you forgot to feed me. And so the family collectively, you know, takes turn ca- taking care of him. But he's just often forgotten about and mm-hmm. ignored on purpose. Sooner or later, my life's just going to be a ceaseless parade of horrors. I've lived so much longer than I should have. Sometimes- I pray for death. <laughs> Uh, the family can also hear his thoughts where <laughs> just two different versions of his voice. Yeah, so don't mind him. It's uh, don't. But how's everybody been? Great. Kidu just got here. You're back in town. It's it's awesome to see you. <gasps> you know what we should do? What? Family portrait. I know uh, Golden Might of the Dawn can actually draw, so I think that that would be amazing. Do you think you could draw a picture of us? Do you want it drawn or do you want it painted? Uh, I mean, whichever. We don't really well, have any pictures. Well, uh, I've so. always been a fan of uh, charcoal etchings. We don't care. Um, all right? I don't really like charcoal. It gets all over my fingers. Exactly. Why would you uh, As well that up? as, uh, you know, I'm quite a student of the Impressionist schools of uh, painting. Uh, there isn't a point in I'd doing I'd be happy to uh, jump in and uh, give you some pointers. She doesn't need any pointers, Shermy. Okay. You know what we should do, Shermy? And Goldemite of the Dawn kind of claps her hands together beneath her chin. You should do an impressionistic one while I do mine, and the family can keep whichever one they'd prefer and burn the other. The curse of my life is a lack of opposable thumbs. Oh, then I guess yours isn't going to come out very well and might get burned. 
Shermie stares vacantly into the distance. <laughs> she has a huge smile on her face as if she means no ill will, but... I've seen generations of my great-great-grandchildren die. Rizzo just kind of looks at Shermie kind of staring off into the distance, kind of pouting, and she flips her palms up and shrugs. I think this is a great opportunity. Golden might of the dawn. I'm so happy you are here to do this for us. I'm always happy to help you out, Rizzo. You are, after all, a gem on this creation. And so everybody starts to like gather around and sit in front of the home that they've lived in for the majority of their life. And Rizzo is towards the front side. Kidu is next to her. Qui-Gon is dead center. And Grandma is next to Rizzo's mom. And her father is right behind her brother, and her cousin is right in front of her brother. And Shermie is off to the right-hand side, where only part of his limb is only in the picture, because Golden Might of the Dawn has craftily cropped him out of the photo. Go ahead and give me an intelligence plus craft roll, Goldie, for that painting. What's my difficulty? It's really a scale here. How many successes will determine how good the painting is? Well, Goldie really does cherish Rizzo a lot. And so I think that she would honestly juice it with a little something extra. And so I am going to spend five motes. And Personal or peripheral? Oh, Goldie's glowing. She's like, fuck you, assholes. <laughs> I am beautiful. Goldie is actually going to take up a piece of the ground with Craftsman Needs No Tools and is going to turn that into her canvas and her paint. And using the essence from her own fingertips, which is hilarious because she was like, I don't want to get my fingers dirty. Um, but the paint seems to roll off of her fingers in the exact colors that she needs it. And she is glowing with a little bit more than her beauty and her health. So two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. From the ground, you pull just a goddamn masterpiece. This could probably in the right market sell for Upwards of a talent of jade. There is something subtle and mysterious in the expression of everyone's eyes and their their facial features. And generations from now, when this piece is recovered in an art market, it will spark a generations-long feud as to the metaphorical or allegorical significance of the beast's leg. So, good job, Goldie. Rizzo can't even be mad that Goldie is glowing because this portrait is amazing. Rizzo starts to become irritated, but as soon as she gets the picture in her hands, her grandma is already throwing a blanket over her golden might of the dawn to kind of cover up the glow. But she looks at the the picture in her hands and she starts to tear up and she gives it to her mom and grandma who now see that they are like the three generations of their family together in one picture. Yeah, and Shermie. Shermie just gets a glare from everyone in the family. Oh, you seem to have only got my leg. That's okay. I forgive you. You're I had to sense. keep everything proportionate. Ugh, oh, I just started of too course. close. No hard feelings. <laughs> Goldie, would you like to come in and, you know... Glow eat? inside? Yeah, glow inside. <laughs> Cass, you're more than welcome to join us inside as well. That would be great, especially we could get the glow contained to the indoors, yeah. I don't know why everyone just wants to stop me from glowing, okay? It's what feels right in my heart. Only because it's a giant beacon you to us. 
have made yourself very clearly a mark for a very scary man. I'm just saying, if Seven Symphonious Chords was really that scary, he would have tried to come after me so I could kill him. He did. He did. He warned us that he's going to come after us. It's the been... graffiti on the door could have been youths, Rizzo. You said it yourself. I know, but now I know it's not. They're not that smart. It it happens, albeit I've been gone for a while. So yeah, dinner. Dinner sounds good. Thank you for having us. I'm more than happy to help in the kitchen, though. No, you've done enough. Plus, Grandma's got a mean hand on spices, and she wiggles her eyebrows. Yeah, she just draws a couple flames on her chalkboard. <laughs> They're actually the commonly known emojis. Yeah, in Jaway, those are she the... somehow, yeah. yeah. Little praying hands. Yeah. Eggplant, sweat drop. <laughs> yeah. Peach. Yep. So they go inside, and... There are a lot of candles that are almost flameless, but they are still somehow glowing, possibly from some kind of rock that gives that effect that they've put inside some wax. It definitely feels like a safe haven for sorcerers, and there's like some kind of energy that's inside that brings positive vibes. It seems as though Rizzo's grandmother has definitely made it a safe place for the home. There's also a lot of pressed flowers and plants and other kinds of vegetation that are hung up on the walls, kind of giving it a hint of decoration. But also Rizzo learned a lot of what certain plants are by these being hung up. So she's well known with a lot of her resources that are out in the world. And pretty quickly, dinner is finished and served up, put in front of you. It's really, really wonderful. It's not Tawia food, but pretty dang close. A lot of it is made with local fish and some of the root vegetables that are available nearby. You see Shermie in the background looking at a pine cone trying to contemplate eating it but this is just his life now he's just so bored he just tries to like well i wonder if this tastes good but he gets too scared and you just see the little gleam of his eyes just shift down to the ground and he sighs and then just hops away not this day shermy not this day grandma i was wondering is there um it's gonna sound a little out of place, but I think given everything that's happened before, you might not be super surprised. Do you know of anything that could help strengthen a location spell without knowing anything about what you're looking for? We have some things that are related to it, but it just feels like there might be something that we could do to make it stronger or more accurate. She gets you writing on her chalkboard and turns it around and informs you that concocting or developing some form of anchor so that there is sort of a a reset point for this thing to calibrate around as opposed to just going off of relative information will allow it to perform with a higher degree of stability especially if you are able to take those common elements you have and really get them to react off of your anchor. Rizzo puts her palm in a slapping motion to her forehead. I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's brilliant. Well, old Shermie always does say uh, an anchor a day keeps the mishaps away. Rizzo takes a 
peanut from off the table and flicks it at him. Ooh, yummy, 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 yummy. Go jump into a pond. I am getting a little bit dry. Thanks for the snack. Splish. She kind of looks over to her mom and her lips shrink back in disgust at his mere existence. Yeah, everyone is just shivering in distaste. Your grandma writes on a chalkboard, what a horrible little thing. Nobody asked for his advice. I'm really, really sorry. And she tries to meet everybody's eyes at the table. And from a distance, we hear him singing in the background, just this happy ditty that kind of echoes as he's just hopping on the water happily. Did you know the world is full of happiness, sunshine, rainbow stuff? I love to dance. I love to sing over here on my leapfrog thing. My name is Shermy. I like to dance. My name is Shermy. Man of romance. Kiss me, please. Oh, my God. And Rizzo throws her chair behind her and picks up a log and throws it into the water. So he just gets washed away by a giant wave and rolls on his side like in a little tornado in the water. You know this won't kill me. I'll be back in a couple of days. Don't don't let them see you cry, Shermie. Never let them see you cry. There's a prince here in this frog skin, I guarantee it. She walks back into the house. I bought you guys a few days. Maybe you could relocate, find a new home. Or I could build you a home elsewhere. He'll find it. He's got really good sense of smell. I'll tell you what. He's pushed us all as sorcerers coming up with new wards every year. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet. If he didn't just... Wasn't him, you know? Like, if he were it's just a just different a frog. Yeah. You know? If he were just somebody else, it would be okay. Any other frog. And Rizzo tries to bundle Goldie up a little bit more from glowing. I'm hardly glowing anymore. Oh my gosh. And Goldie, Goldie actually kind of like pulls the blankets off of her. No! And she quickly puts a placemat over the top of her head, which didn't do much, but keeps it from coming out like a beacon. Can I please go on a walk? It's hot under the blankets. No, you're glowing. That will literally kill us. Well, then someone can come away with me while I walk under a blanket. Rizzo, I want to You need cry. to get better about this, Goldie. Even I learned that. And I had bare arms for a long time. Okay, but glowing is how you found me. It is how I found you, but it's how other people are going to find you. And some of them will be good people like you. If I hadn't been glowing, then you and Otlock and Tamorbatar wouldn't have found me, and I would have just died in the cold. It's also how Hundred Drunken Rubies found you. Well, to be fair, I was also kind of looking to kill him. I'm just saying, who knows the next time he's going to show up? But, like, lots of people glow. He won't know it's me. Really? That's not true. But I know so many just people. Just factually, that's not true. I think you just got lucky. Well, good. Then I should keep getting lucky. It's gonna come back to bite you sooner or later. And I'll bite back. But you're putting other people in danger. You're not just you anymore. We're family now. We have to do what's best for the whole... And Goldie looks at Rizzo, but then has to look down at the ground. 
and she pulls the blanket completely over her and curls up in a ball on the floor and mutters something unintelligible. So we cut up to see the sun in the sky. This was an early lunch, and we see the sun change in tone, growing paler as now it is the moon. Right before Rizzo is about to leave with Goldie and Cass, Qui-Gon's walking up a bit a ways away, and Rizzo is trailing behind the two. Qui-Gon starts growling and he makes one sharp bark and Rizzo sees and hears this which is uh, Shermy kind of hopping over uh, hey, it looks like you're leaving without saying goodbye I just wanted to make sure that we had a chance to uh, part on good terms how do you travel so fast well and, uh, these legs were made for hopping and she picks him up and while he's in mid sentence she just Puts a little Stormwind Rider on it and chucks him. I love you too, and I forgive you. Damn it! Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's? I can't believe that you've been so kind as to give me my own seat today. Well, we thought, uh, you know, since you've been such a great addition and you've been really helping us out, why not? You're such a big boy now and you deserve it. Thank you. You know, what? I was talking to Harmonious Accord the other day and he told me that if ever I was in this situation, I should ask you to order me some Cristal. Unfortunately, that's not the establishment to be ordering that and I don't think you're of age. What's wrong with Cristal? It sounded lovely. It's a type of rotted liquor. It's it's so bubbly, and it'll tickle your little nose. <laughs> he it's told me like it was delicious. the best apple juice I'd ever had. Tastes nothing like apple juice. Yeah, it's no, more it's, like grape juice. It's a lot better. Yeah, grape juice. No. Yeah. Do you like grapes? I like. I love grapes. Pretty sure um, it's made from grapes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's delicious. No. Goldie just, like, gives Ashen Mask the middle finger as subtly as she can. Oh. Grape juice. Grape juice. Grape juice. <laughs> no. Uh, let's get, um, we'll get you a grape tea. Yeah, doesn't that sound yummy? Hey, folks, what can I get you? Grape juice. You're going to get me an order nope. of Cristal or I'm going to make you swallow your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's not what's going to happen. P- pardon me? <laughs> yeah, Ashen Mask has the biggest shit-eating grin on his face and he's just looking at Goldie and pointing towards believing like, ah! Goldie has the face of, I'm trying to keep calm because this is a totally perfect situation. I know my child just bit the dentist, but it's going to be okay. Is that not what people say here when they really want something? Or I'll make you swallow your fingers? No! (laughs) Believing, we say please, remember? Please, could I have some Cristal or I'll make you swallow your fingers? Nope. So you don't do the second half of that and you just say, please, may I have some grape juice? I mean, this Please, this may I have some Cristal or I'll make you swallow? <laughs> <laughs> but this... you can't have Cristal. Yeah, we don't serve um, alcohol in this establishment. And it's my understanding that actually it's a federal crime to feed alcohol to an animal. Thank you. Now, if we could please get... Some grape 
juice. Yeah, we can get some grape juice. That's not a problem at all. I do have a question. Uh, yeah, wait, um, what federation drafted that law? Uh, In what way is Chao Wei part of any kind of federated governing body? I, I, I do apologize. I'm new here rule. and I really don't no. fully understand. No. It's the Tepu River Federation. Everything along the Tepu River, you can't feed alcohol to animals. Yeah, it's really the prime directive of the federation here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it would be horrible to violate the prime directive. Yes, obviously. I heard that the big problem was the fact that people were giving alcohol to tide mares and they were just dropping people out all over the place. Oh, that would be a disaster, yes. Exactly. Mm. I I do have one more question about the menu. What's that? Do you have any Lubina Kush? I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) It is Harmonious Accord's way of telling me that he wants me to murder him. (laughs) I I actually don't know what you're talking about. Maybe and some macaroni. Places the tray like up to the side of his face and leans in. But really, do you want it? I've <laughs> I know a guy. Excuse me. <laughs> Please don't offer that to my darling believing. Grape juice will be fine if you have some cheese that has been out for a while and has a nice strong smell. That would be fantastic as well. Camembert is his favorite. Ashen Mask, I'm going to murder you. Ashen Mask just looks at the waiter and mouths, I want to party. <laughs> <laughs> he nods and then steps away. Wait, wait. Um, tea, yes. Earl Grey, hot? I am almost sure that I've heard that one before. I don't know. Common order. Common order. It, it, I, I, it wasn't it the impression that you had to order something that no one has ever ordered before. Is that is that how it normally works? It yeah, was I, just the phraseology was unique. I'll be back soon with your orders. What a weird guy. Yeah, I know. He's really strange. You know, the best thing to do to strange people is to talk to other people because we don't talk to strange people. Or introduce yourself. Nope. But uh, just I'm no interested, though, in what Ash and Mask had to say. What, what, what nope. would you say the best nope. thing to do with strange people is? No. Nope. Oh, no, I know this one. Oh, no. Let's do it on the count of three. <laughs> one. One. Two. two three. three. You make Hug them wear people. your face as a mask. <laughs> Why? Why do you listen You've to anyone? You've got such anyone? a tiny face. <laughs> he can make his face bigger, though. Margin for error. That was so I wrong? Sad. Yes. Yes. Remember how we talked about stranger danger? If you don't know people, you you need to leave. <laughs> I was taught all of this in the spirit of stranger danger. Both the cord and Ashen Mask said this would help me with stranger danger. How many times do we have to tell you not to listen to them? The only time it is okay they to... They make a convincing argument. That's because you are terrible at knowing oh, what a good argument she is. She just said you are terrible. Now who do you want to listen to? Hubba hubba hubba, who do you trust? You're the worst. Do you know how much I love believing? Oh, I love you too. Aww. Goldie's gonna like glares at Ashen Mask like, you're not getting away with this. I am going to murder you. Well, I think you two should hug it out. Okay, now I'll do the I'm sorry dance. I don't know if I want to see this dance. Who taught you this dance? Believing gets very, very stilted. It's a dance uh-huh. that I learned from from in my heart. Oh my goodness, Ashen Mask, what the heck is wrong with you? What in creation is wrong with you? Are you possessed by a ghost? Has seven symphonious chords hotwired your brain to curse my dear precious believing? What well, is this? Well, n- not for that. 
Well, my name's Little Believing and I'm here to say I'm going to apologise in a small mouse way. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or ask Quinn any questions, feel free to contact us at our email at swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. We can also be found on Twitter at Swallows of South and on Facebook and Tumblr at Swallows of the South. Our theme song is new by Elvis Herod. If you'd like to help the show out, feel free to leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes or check our Patreon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday.